Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back, folks. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. I'm joined in studio by Fred Jackson and now Steve Jordahl joins hello, us. Well, how hello, you doing, hello. Steve? I'm, I'm well, thank you. All right. Uh, all right. Hey, let's let's get into the let's get into the news. I see no reason to really no to, dilly dally, no talk, no banter, friendly banter today. We can do a little friendly banter. Do you do you have anything on your heart, <laughs> nothing. Steve? All right, nothing, not a thing. Then let's okay, go. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Hey, we're we're we continue to hear from President Trump a lot, and uh, yesterday he got a call from a, a a scam. A guy was trying to scam him, and it didn't go well for him. I want you to listen to uh, the the Trump interacting with the scam artist. This is cut ten. Rising the line. How are you? Uh, doing fantastic. How are you? Yeah, I'm also fine. Thanks for asking. We are providing you just free quotes on auto insurance. What is the name of your insurance company? Like Guy Colabery, Progressive Vision. What I have is Liberty, 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 <laughs> Liberty. You know, with the emu. Oh, wow. The limu emu. He's a beautiful bird. Okay. And you are a safe driver. You don't have any accidents, tickets, and DUIs in the past five years. I'm the safest driver the world has ever seen. Quite frankly, I've made history being so safe. Nobody's safer than me, believe me. Okay, and you made the Bush Khalifa, right? Excuse me? Uh, just joking. Yeah. So how long you have with Liberty? Like, is it more than a year or less than a year? I've had Liberty probably, well, it's guaranteed when you're born. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Happiness. I've had it since I was born. <laughs> is that that guy? Who's that been, is the guy. He's His been name making is a Sean living. Farash. He's and, fantastic. <laughs> I, the best Trump uh, 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 imitation I've seen since 2015 and there were some good ones out there but he is superb he's got all the little mannerisms down even the little you know that uh, the real president trump will do while he's uh, he's a conservative apparently according to his uh twitter uh twitter feed he's a conservative he uh he does this in in admiration of Loving tribute. That's <laughs> fantastic. Trump. Well, the other guy who's who is trying to do the scam sounded pretty authentic too. No, it was it's a real call. It was a real call. It was a real scam call. Oh, so how did how did, what's this guy's name who does the imitations? Sean Sean Farash. Sean Farash. So he, what is? I mean, he had a whole bit that he was. It seemed like he was prepared for. Well, or, that might have been off the top of his head. You know, yeah. He, he's, Got uh, you know some comedic uh, roots there. Well, I know but- our own JJ Jasper around here. <laughs> he, you can you can mention, and our listeners who listen to Trivia Friday know this. But if you can just about start talking about any subject at all, and yeah. JJ Jasper has at least one joke yeah. about the topic. So maybe this guy is getting to be that good. But that was that was fantastic. If we have a little time at the end of the program, I want to hear that again. You can, you if can. not. Just send it to me. I'm going to listen to it all afternoon. I'm just going to loop it. All right, go ahead. Uh, Dateline, California. An appellate court there has uh, ruled that a state law that passed four years ago that said you had to use a person's chosen pronoun, they ruled that unconstitutional, a violation of the First Amendment. So this is uh, the, the court, Third District Court of Appeals. It upended what was uh, Senate Bill 219, and this is what they said. Um, 
The key provisions of the LGBTQ long-term care facility residence bill of rights. So this had wow. to do with people in rest homes, right? Residence homes. You the you cannot force a, a worker to use to call them by their preferred pronoun, and and so that's just a good ruling out of California. So this is but this liberty. is a California state appellate court. This is not on the federal level. It's correct. But still, this is this is encouraging if. I, I'm guessing that there'll there'll be appeals because these folks on on the transgender side they just don't quit. No. Um, so uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping the court system in California will will follow the Constitution. That's hard to believe I'm having to say that, but that they'll continue if there's appeals is what I'm saying. I only have one question: How did conservatives make it onto any court in California? Yeah, that's that's what's amazing yeah. to me. They all have to be from Orange County. Maybe. <laughs> well, no, not from some, San Francisco. No, but there are some conservative uh, places in the valley, uh, the Central Valley, California. Uh-huh. Um, yes, there's, there's some conservative places in, in California. California. It's yeah. just not enough to no. uh, to take the legislature and the governor's sparsely mansion. populated yeah. areas. So the the rural areas are more conservative, certainly than the the suburbs. You know the, this this is interesting because this is you guys have both heard of Jordan Peterson, right? Yes. He's yes. the yeah. uh the the professor from I think he's still at the University of Toronto, I don't know, but uh McMaster, one of those. Yeah, he mm. he, he uh became well, really world famous in Canada because he took a stand against the Canadian government's uh uh their progress towards laws that would force people under penalty of law to use the pronouns, uh, the preferred pronouns of people. And his stand became, he became catapulted to fame by him saying, listen, sometimes I decide to use the pronoun that someone asks me to use, even if it's clearly not in line with their biological makeup, but the government has no right to force me to do it. And this is a private, is this a private or a state uh, facility, do, as far as you know. Well, it's a law. It's a bill that was. Uh, a, that I mean, was the passed. rest home was was any rest home in California. Oh, any rest home. Okay, so this was a law. Yes, this was a law. So um, this is good. That's good news. This this battle is far from over. But I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around world renowned in Canada. <laughs> oh man, not sure what that well, means. Well, <laughs> Fred, that's your battle. Uh, you, yes. you can take that up. With, Steve's uh, home number is <laughs> <laughs> yes for our Canadian <laughs> listeners. Uh, all right, go ahead. Next story. All right, uh, U.S. life expectancy has fallen by a year and a half in 2020. It's the largest one-year decline since World War II, and uh, they say it has decreased for both. Black Americans, Hispanic, Hispanic Americans, and white Americans. Overall, a year and a half, it's, uh, up to almost uh, three years for African Americans and Hispanics. Part of the reason is COVID. Yeah, okay. Uh, but Makes within sense. some of those uh, areas, they're also pointing at drug overdoses. Uh, that actually pushed life expectancy down among white people. And rising homicide rates were a small but significant reason for the decline for black Americans. So we're not living as long as we once were. Wow. You know, Fred, this, this is a kind of a no-brainer because you, you look at COVID, the death rate, you know, is not as high as it seemed to be portrayed on, on the media, which seemed to treat it as if it was, you know, the worst thing since the plague. But for families that have 
been touched by it. Of course, it was devastating. So that makes sense, though, that the, it would increase, would decrease life expectancy. But then part of the fallout of the isolation and the lockdown was increased alcoholism and drug addiction. So mm-hmm. that would kind of make some sense, too. And then the 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 risk of dying a violent death in the black community as we look at what's been happening in the big cities yeah. since last year, since they had the uh, all the mostly peaceful protests, air yeah. quotes, um, this kind of makes sense that, that the numbers are uh, falling out this way. Well, one of the sad stories uh, that I, I uh, heard this morning was this mom in Chicago who has a little baby, and I mean an infant, I'm not sh- just months old, who took a bullet in the head, the little yeah. baby. Now the baby has gone home. The bullet is still in there. I assume they have to wait a while before they can try an extraction operation. Yeah. But the story is, she said, I love Chicago, but I'm moving. Yeah. I'm getting yes. out of here. Chicago is a war zone. It is. It's a war zone. And for the most part, you know, you get the tallies every Monday morning or Sunday night. You get the weekend tallies out of Chicago. And it's 50, 60 shootings, sometimes higher if it's a long weekend. And usually there are multiple deaths uh, in there. It is sadly black-on-black crime. We see this in Baltimore. We see it in Washington, D.C. We see it in New York. We see it in Los Angeles over and over again. So when Steve brought this stat to our attention this morning, it doesn't surprise me at all. It doesn't surprise me at all. What really bothers me is when Democrats say the solution to this is more gun control. Right. They never go to the heart of the problem, which is the heart. The yes. Heart. You know, that that is the heart of the problem. Uh, it is the homes where dad is not a factor. We know that 70% uh, of black homes do not have a dad present. It is a sad, sad state of affairs. More gun laws are not going to correct yeah. that. Uh, again, it is a condition of the heart. So until until our society, our culture gets honest with itself as to what the source of the problem is, sadly, this kind of thing is going to continue. Well, that, that story you're talking about, I saw that uh, story in the picture. The picture was just heartrending. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an infant, infant that got shot in the head. Yes. Um, and it, what's also very disappointing is that the news media, I saw a clip of Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo interacting, and they were mocking Mm. Republican concerns about increases in crime in big cities. I don't know if you guys saw that. I heard this. Yeah, yeah. they they were mocking it, and I was thinking, where are you guys? Well, Don Lemon was on there saying that he went, uh, he and his homosexual partner, they're maybe, quote-unquote, married, I I don't know, he said, we went out to dinner in New York City. Everything was fine. We didn't we see didn't, any violence. We didn't see any violence. And I thought, <laughs> well, probably not the restaurant y- yeah. you guys went to. But Well, check the videos that come out every morning yeah. of the violence. This is, this, is, this is the politicization. That's not easy to say, and I'm not sure I said it right, but I'm not going to try it again. Uh, of reality. Yes. Tragedy. I mean, yes. I mean, if you having... People, innocent people like this baby shot in Chicago, and you make a political thing out of it so that you are led to deny that there is a problem in Chicago, that puts these 
poor innocent people uh, at the mercy of the criminals. Yes. It's, it's, it's really sad. And that is part of the reason I think why, you know, uh, organizations, uh, Steve, like CNN, th- their viewership is plummeting. Yeah. I saw the NBC, um, the Today Show. Yes. Terrible numbers. Yeah. Nobody's watching. They're missing Trump is what they're doing. Yes. They're really missing that's, President that's, Trump. That's true. <laughs> uh, but, but you don't have to miss them here on this show. No. We'll at least <laughs> get the guy who imitates That's them. right. You yeah. hear him. Uh, the, just for uh, uh, fact's sake, for facts, the fact is okay. <laughs> that life expectancy hit a, a high, at least uh, uh, as it was rising, of 78 years and 10 months in 2019, and it has dropped to 77 years and four months. That's the average life expectancy of someone. Now, I, I think that, and correct me if I'm wrong if you know, but I think that means somebody that's born today will only be expected to live until that, or does that mean that I was born in 1960? Does that mean that now my expectancy is? Yeah, I don't know. That's, good. that's, a, that's a good question. The, those, those kinds of statistics always have some sort of explanation like that that would make it uh, more clear. You know, on the one hand, you say, well, it, it, it's better than living in the Middle Ages. But at the same time, for the first time since World War II, life expectancy in our country has dropped. That's kind of stunning. Yeah, uh, I, I got to say, and I'm sure there's a lot more factors than just the ones we we mentioned, um, but uh, it's 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 sad, and we don't need we don't need any more uh, reminders that if things continue the way they do uh, are going now, we're going to be like third world status. Yeah, add to the to the mix the the fact that the replacement rate in this country yes. is below two point one. I think is what it needs to be. Two point one is the replacement rate to to, to break even. Yeah, that, that covers, by the way, infant mortality. So if a, a husband and a wife, and that's what I mean when I say marriage on this show, a husband and a wife need to obviously have two children to replace themselves so that right. your population does not decline. 2.1 covers infant mortality. That's why it's that's why it says 2.1. You right. know, why 0.1? But that's that's the way that Still, goes. it's it's low. And um <laughs> The interesting thing is you talk to demographers, people who take these measurements, and they're saying that certain sectors of society are, are above replacement rate. Uh, the Muslim uh, communities here are way above replacement right. rate. Um, and I think the Hispanic community is yes. too. Um, but, it, but it's dropping. The Hispanic community is dropping. Look, part, part of it is, I think, uh, and we, I know we don't get sidetracked here, but part of the explanation because I've written a couple of articles over the years about this for the AFA Journal, but part of the explanation is that when a society reaches reaches a certain level of uh, um, of I don't want to say luxury, but uh, where provision is ample, uh, birth rate slows because people do not feel like they need to have a bunch of kids so that more of them survive. Yeah, you know, yeah. and and plus they'll take care of me when I get older. So that's why the Hispanic birth rate is dropping somewhat because coming to a country that has, at least has had, mm-hmm. uh, uh, more than enough for, for everybody. But um, anyway, uh, I don't want, I'm getting us, I'm chasing rabbits <laughs> Into here, the weeds but, yeah, we go. Into the weeds. All right, what's next? Did anybody uh, watch the space launch yesterday of Jeff oh, yeah. Bezos? Yeah. That was fascinating. Yes, it was. Jeff Bezos, he's the guy that uh, owns Amazon. He went up uh, in his 
a spacecraft that he built with three other people, the oldest person ever to fly in space, the youngest person ever to fly in space, and his brother. And they all, all four of them went up uh, into space as much as you, they didn't do an orbit. They're going right. to do that later. And then they came right back down. The whole flight lasted about 11 minutes. But uh, it was fascinating to see. And then Jeff Bezos thanks his employees. Yes. Thanks and, so much for, for – and, they, and, and they, the customers. And the customers. And the customers. And they were kind of upset. Say, we want a refund. I yeah. don't – I think it's great. I, I, he's, com- he's in competition with Elon Musk, isn't he, in terms of the space race thing yeah, yes. as Musk, far as w- wealthy guys? <laughs> Musk went first. No, uh, Richard Branson. Branson. Oh, so yes. Was, went right. first. Oh, sorry. And he's yes. also in competition. These yes. guys, i got to tell you, their egos, uh, you know, that's probably why they're so successful. They obviously have enough ego to make themselves think I can do anything. But these guys, they, they want to be the first one into space, the first one to do this, first one to do that. I've got to tell you, though, Dr. Fauci is really upset with Jeff Bezos today. Yeah. All four in that space yeah. did not have masks on. No, none of them. They're really now, See, I don't know if you're kidding or not, because <laughs> I would expect that Dr. Fauci would get upset about that. Although he said nothing about the uh, plane, the, the planes Democrats. full of Democrats going. Yes, no, I'm only kidding. Yeah, okay. But I, you know, I was, I was really impressed... With the family environment after the flight was yeah. the eleven minute flight was over yeah. yesterday, the family members gathered. There was hugs. I was impressed with the eighty two year old woman yeah. who was part of the Mercury program, yeah. the Mercury astronaut yeah, program, sure. and didn't make it into space. Eighty two years old. She went up. She yes. went up. Three G on the way up. Six G on the way back. Wow. They did yeah. not have pressure suits on. No. All right. This is amazing. She didn't black out or anything? No, Six sir. Six Gs on the and way down. And she had a good, they had about three minutes in Z, uh, zero G, yeah. zero gravity. And and they had cameras inside. They were all floating. That was a party. Yeah. It oh, was wow. a zero G party up there. And they all had a great time. They came down. They walked out of the space capsule. And they had a party. They were all smiles. It was amazing. That's when Jeff, fascinating. When Bezos got back, though, he he made some philanthropic uh, donations. Well, he thinks they're philanthropic. Anyway, he gave $100 million to Van Jones and Chef Jose Andreas. Now, Van Jones is the CNN He's commentator. He's the CNN guy uh, who's, who called the uh, Trump election a white lash. Yes. Remember that? Yeah. Mm. Um, and they are given $100 million to spend as they want uh, to charities of their choice. Each one of these, I think, has a uh, charity that he sponsors himself. He can use it all there, or they could spread the wealth around. Yeah. But $100 billion, I'm sorry, $100 million each. Yeah, and uh, that was not um, for them to use personally. This is for them to use for charities, right? Right. Okay. And $100 million for Jeff Bezos is pocket change. Finds it in his couch. <laughs> well, then I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to go steal his couch. That's the kind of money he's when got he laying around. When he puts it on the curb. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. And uh, puts a sign up, free couch. That's well, right. he's worth, you said this morning in our story meeting that Jeff Bezos is worth $70 billion. I didn't say that, but yeah, somebody did. I okay. think that's, yeah. Yeah, he's worth a whole lot more than Branson. Yeah, uh, or others out there. I mean, now, isn't he retiring? Is he retiring from Amazon? Did I get that right? That he was going to retire? He, yeah, I think I he's only what fifty some years old. He can he can afford to retire. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. All right, what else we got? All right, uh, the Democrats are are in Washington are trying to push through a, a, a bill 
for infrastructure in this country. Um, and it's amazing what they call infrastructure. Yes, it is. <laughs> They're squeezing anything and everything they can, including, I'm hearing, perhaps amnesty for illegal immigrants here in this country. That's exactly what they say. It is a $3.5 trillion uh, bill, and they hope to pass it by reconciliation, which means they only need 50 votes uh, plus one, 51 votes in order to pass this. It doesn't have to get the 60 votes that a normal bill would have to get. Um, but the uh, Committee for a Responsible Fe- Federal Budget, uh, let me back up. The Congressional Budget Office scores every kind of uh, bill that is, is involves money. And the, they were the ones that came up with the $3.5 trillion uh, amount. But this Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, they took a look at the actual numbers, and they say this is going to be a $5 trillion bill because what the way they got to 3.5 was they said, well, we're going to sunset or some of these programs are going to end when... Uh, and so there'll be money savings. So, yeah, but, but when's the last time they ended a program in, in Washington, D.C.? They don't. They just keep re-upping them and yeah. re-upping them. And so uh, $5 trillion, what's that, man... So this group, uh, was it the CBO that said it was $5 trillion or this other no. group? The other group, the CBO uh, scored it at 3.5. Okay. So th- so what this other organization, what was the name of that again? Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget. Okay. What they're saying is that the bill includes sunset clauses, which will uh, be subtracted from the total cost of the bill. This organization is saying if those don't actually sunset then it then you, the bill is actually five trillion yeah which is that's and, and that's, that's likely monster. To, that's likely to happen that they, that the the uh, bill will not sunset right so what, what are the chances uh, uh, that you're hearing Steve of this because I've heard Lynn Senator Lindsey Graham saying uh, I'm some of the Republicans are going to do like the Democrats from Texas yeah. we're going to leave town so you won't have a quorum uh, what are what are the possibilities of the Democrats actually passing this monstrous infrastructure bill, which includes, um, like you said, amnesty for uh, illegal immigrants? What's the possibility of it actually passing? Well, they, it's pretty good if they get to uh, if if they get to a vote. Um, it, it, they can they can pass. Now, I'm reading this now from the all-knowing source of Wikipedia, but I think it's correct. Uh, the Senate can pass three reconciliation bills a year. They usually combine them all into one. Oh, I see. Um, but this is, they're saying, the parliamentarian is saying that the Senate can pass two budget reconciliation bills in 2021, one focused on 2021 budget and one fo- focused on the 2022 budget. Anyway. Which would come after September. It would start after September Right, first or September thirtieth, somewhere Somewhere I forget what that is. So uh, now, one of the ways in which this is, uh, I think, this process is being abused by the Democrats is that reconciliation is supposed to only be able to be used for uh, economic bills, financial uh, bills. So, Fred, the fact that they're including immigration and amnesty is just dis- so disingenuous. Well, and to your point, uh, this bill that Joe Biden is talking about is for child care, paid leave, uh, education, uh, which is why this body says, uh-uh, not $3.5 trillion, $5 trillion, because they'll keep spending money 
You're not going to take away funding for child care right. after a year. Away. That's not going to happen. Yeah. No, this yep. is part of socialism for America. Yes, it is. The transfer of wealth. Yep. From the middle class, mostly, is yes. what this, how this usually works out. The middle class has to pay their fair share. Yes. <laughs> all right, folks, that's all the time we have for this edition of Today's Issues. You're listening to American Family Radio. There is more great programming directly ahead. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow.